Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard creative team. We're We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now, on with the show. Okay, I am very excited about today's episode because (laughs) this is something that we have talked about on many different episodes, but we kind of have... Uh, talked about it in little spurts, I suppose. And so I'm excited to get a full recap from you, Taryn. We are talking all about your house project one year later, sort of a Mm -hmm. recap. And so we are going to talk about what you did for your project, things you are happy you chose, maybe things you wish you'd done differently, and just all the learnings um, of building a house you know, from the ground up so that anyone that is listening, any of our listeners who are taking on a big project can listen to this episode and just kind of get from your perspective, what surprised you about building a house, you know, Mm -hmm. what you learned and maybe learn a little something for their own project. So I hope so, because I don't plan to do it again. And I (laughs) felt like I learned some things, but I can't apply it. So hopefully maybe Mm. it's a wealth, wealth of knowledge. We'll see. (laughs) It's probably just me complaining. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm sure there's a lot that you did differently. Uh, I mean, that you are, were happy you did the way you did them. So it'll be fun to kind of hear what's been working in like your day-to-day life now that you've been moved in for a little over a year now, right? Correct. Yeah. Change. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. The timeline for me, just for everyone else, was it was February of 2020 when we decided to start looking for a builder um, and try to figure out what we wanted to do. And so, um, at that point it was definitely, we began with like free software, um, just to kind of 3d a home and, you know, there's plenty of things out there just kind of talking about what was important to us, but just the general timeline and I can dive into the pieces, but was February, 2020, we started the process, like really diving in. By August, we had picked a builder, so it did take about six months. The builder recommended an architect. We reached out to, I think there were a few different architects the builder recommended, and we then figured out the architect. And it wasn't until January of 2021 when we actually knocked down the home, um, the existing home that we were previously living in. And then it was we didn't move in till August of 2022. And with all that said, we did pick the worst timing from a supply chain side on building a house. Uh, Obviously didn't pick that on purpose, but we did continue instead of pausing. So with that said, I know our timeline might be a little different than anyone going forward, but it took from February, 2020 initial start to August 22 to like, so two and a half years from like concept to move in. That's actually kind of faster than I would have pretty fast when you think about all I mean you had all the whole planning and all the building can you tell everybody like I guess sort of like what what was the why did you decide to build you know sort of just a synopsis of like just the project in general what you were looking for and why you tore your your house that you had been living in for what 10 years down mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So we, my husband and I bought our home the year we got married in 2012. It was a ranch in a lovely little um, neighborhood in Atlanta. So it was a great neighborhood. It was an older home. It hadn't been updated since the 1960s. So it was, it, it, it was bad when we bought it. Um, it had a rat infestation and had it to be completely cleaned out. It had like the carpet over the hardwoods. It was all bad. And we did a mini renovation and only put in, I think the math was like 60 K for that little renovation in 2020, 2012 or sorry, 2012. Yes. God, all the twenties now, sorry. <laughs> in 2012. And our plan was that this was a mini renovation that would get us some longevity in this home. The home itself only had three bedrooms, uh, no offices, of course, just, you know, it was a ranch from the sixties. So, you know, people weren't working from home per se. And, um, we did the kitchens, the bathrooms were the big part of that renovation. So there was a basement because it's Atlanta. A lot of people have basements, but the basement itself was cinder block and would leak. So the biggest problem was it had French drains. Somebody tried at one point to get the drainage, but they were like, they ran through the basement. And then like, if, if the power went out, they stopped working and the drains then would just fill up the basement with water. So as houses around us became built from the sixties on, and they had better foundations and better walls, the house just, it, it, we couldn't fix the basement without ma- putting in major funding for that. And that was not, the house was held up by like metal pipe or metal bearings or whatever. So it was not ideal. So I just got fed up with it. <laughs> we had had a child. I was fed up with it. We didn't have enough space with the three bedrooms. It just was becoming one of those things where I was like, we need more space, especially if we want to add to our family too. So Um, And I had used one room as kind of an art room as is for all my kind of, you know, and then in the basement, I couldn't really build too much and have it because it was always flooding and things were just always covered in mold and you couldn't store anything. So for me, that was my biggest issue was that was where I was going to store everything and my Christmas decor and stuff. There were multiple times things got ruined, like just fully ruined from a flood. And it it was just so frustrating. Um, That was my major why we always knew we wanted to do something because the neighborhood was great. But when was a question, you know? And then it just, by 2019, I just felt like we were maybe probably going to have a second kid soon. We didn't fit. The basement was disgusting. And I just worried about mold all the time. So that was major, the reason why we tore down and rebuilt in the same location. Because we just, we love the location versus moving. So I, I think that was our number one. And we kind of, my husband and I both love that, love the idea of building. Okay. So you, you had a builder, you had an architect, what was sort of your inspiration for like maybe the layouts and like the, um, the look and feel of the home? Like what was your sort of vision, I guess, Mm -hmm. going into it? Uh, David and I did a lot of picking our style, which I know has been, it was in that book. We, we've done, we've had so many wonderful people on here who said the same as really figuring out stylistically, what do you gravitate to? What are you loving on homes? And I'm, I've also been a runner my whole, whole life or whatever. And so 
every time I run, I always look at homes. Like that's always been the case. Like I love driving through a neighborhood versus a main drag somewhere because you're always like, oh, look at all these houses. So I, a little bit of that, I've just helped me to be like, okay, I really like this materials. Um, I gravitate to this. And it was definitely one of those where then it was, okay, David, what do you gravitate to? What are your stylistically? And the good part is, is the things we were literally didn't, we both were like, oh, never. Like we're, we're the same. And so we were aligning with kind of a traditional look and feel of a home that, that kind of fit. And I like to say it's because I grew up or I was born in New England and we go back every summer. There's a little bit of nostalgia there to kind of probably my style and then the South being traditional as well. So a little bit, I think, is probably why my East Coast upbringing has kind of lent the style, like how I feel. And of course, the way you grow up, I think, and the way your mother decorates all kind of influences you in different ways. Right. Um, But luckily we aligned. And so that is how we pick the style of the home. And I think one of, for us, when we were doing layouts, and again, we did it ourselves because we wanted to, and I definitely, that is something I don't know if I recommend to most people, but it's good to think about, of course, because the architect's going to ask you, where do you want things? So either way, you're you're going to have to lead it. They can, of course, give you layouts and there's layouts online. Um, I know like Southern Living has tons of, don't they have a home? Yeah, layouts you can buy and and look at. So there's tons of guidance on like, and the other thing we would do, which uh, I don't know if others, but when there's a lot of construction in our neighborhood because of flipping these 1960s homes. And so we spent a lot of time just meandering in and out of framed buildings or, you know, when they were just had the framing and being like, all right, so they've ridden kitchen on the floor here in spray paint. Okay. Oh, this is where they're putting this. Do we like this? Do we like this double foyer? Do we like, and I think that helped us a lot with the layout, but we decided the, the first room we decided was I wanted my kitchen window. And I've spoken about that before is my kitchen window in the ranch looked out at the street. And for me, I loved it because the kitchen was where I spent a lot of time and I still do. <laughs> and so you just, I can see the street. I can see the people walking by cars coming up for me. It's like, just, it gives me the freedom to kind of enjoy the neighborhood, know it's happening. Um, so I've loved that. So we did that. That was what I was like, big windows. I want the sink literally looking at the street. And that was exactly where we started. And from there, it was all about things we, right. We loved like a rambling home, for David, it was important not to know where everything was placed. Like he didn't want you to look at the house and know exactly the layout, um, which we didn't go too far from traditional because stylistically from the outside, we still wanted the big center kind of colonial-esque where again, so you couldn't have any juts out or it would kind of stylistically start to get away from it. Uh, so from there, we kind of went back because we luckily have our property is arc restriction was the width, excuse me. We have the depth, we don't have the width. So we really couldn't go too wide to make it look kind of like a colonial that had been added on and kind of rambling. So we could only do that so much. So if you see our house, you'll see there's a big center part that's very symmetric. And then the two, you know, to the left and the right are kind of bump backs. And from there, kind of some different heights and roofs lines. So how much did you did you really like draw it out? And what was your plan versus the architect's plan? That was a great question. So again, we in the 3D software just kind of talked about layout, where would things go? And of course, 
very novice. We are not architects. Um, so we just kind of played in there. And like, then we picked the architect based on one who was like, that would help us to be like, is this a normal size for this area? And so there was a lot of feedback there where he was like, no, this is far too small. This is far too big. Um, and we talk about how we wanted rooms to feel, you know, either intimate. Um, and, you know, for me too, there's just been this kind of resurgence of wall, you know, rooms and having rooms. And I loved, you know, and I wanted a dining room and these are the things that were just important to me. So we talked about rooms, but you know, that kind of open concept kitchen, we didn't want fully want, but I wanted to be able to be connected to the like to that space, I didn't want that completely closed off because in our ranch, the kitchen was in the front and then the living room was like in the way back. So anyone watching TV, you know, there was full separation. So I knew I liked that about homes now, like present homes always kind of make sure the space where everyone's living and dining is very uh, coexisting kind of spaces or whatever. So um, where was I going with this? Sorry, the architect helped make sure all those were spatially correct. Um, and that was really what we leaned on and utilized him. And of course his were full plans too. So from there it could actually, then the builder built, um, yeah. Are you happy and like just sort of high level, high level, super happy. So I am, I have somehow, and I think this must be just like having kids where you're like, let's do it again. You know, or like enough time has, has literally the dust has settled legitimately in the basement. And so it's kind of like, man, I could, I could probably do it again, but I, we're not of course, but, um, I'm very happy. I think again, learning wise, there's a few spaces we would make a little bit bigger. Cause we could have, like, we could have bumped out kind of our, um, primary downstairs. And at the time we just didn't, I think we were so focused on no place being too big for us. Cause we just didn't like how that felt and like how you have to, mm -hmm. and how you have to decorate that kind of space for us, for our family. Um, so I think we made the primary downstairs a little bit too petite of a bedroom and bathroom. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but we aren't living down there fully yet. So it's kind of one of those where, um, so that's a big one where I'm like, wish we had done that. The dining room, I wish was a wee bit bigger, but the rest of the layout, pretty overall, pretty happy. Other than I picked mm -hmm. the office that faces the back of the house. So I see nothing. And so <laughs> mm. you mean you picked for yourself? Yeah. I, uh, chose poorly on which room I decided to be my <laughs> office. And David's of course is like the beautiful office when you enter the home and it has a fireplace and it's cozy and lovely. And I am freezing because I'm over the garage. So, mm. so again, just things I've learned. <laughs> I yeah. walked in his office the other day because I'm like freezing up here and I was talking to him and he had his fireplace going. And I was like, I wholeheartedly picked so wrong. <laughs> How did I not? <laughs> I should have been like, I need a fireplace too. But, you know, we live in the South. So, you know, most of the time it's not top of your list. Right. But currently I'm like, mm, I could use a fireplace, <laughs> but overall, yeah, I, I'm happy with how I feel fortunate, how great it turned out based on mm. the amount of influence we had on it. Cause ours was a full custom build. I know there's all variant variations from there, but we didn't have a designer. And so we, we chose a lot and mm -hmm. that scared me, but I, I did a 
<laughs> what surprised you about the process? Like what, you know, did you really not expect maybe to like or dislike or just, you know, didn't expect at all? Things that surprised me, I would say, I mean, the whole thing is learn. And like everything new, you try. Um, the amount of time needed on site, the amount of mm. quick decisions. Now, again, I think if you have a full-time designer and that's why you pay them because these subtle little decisions are made. And if you aren't there or aren't available, I mean, it's it's from where every knob is located, where every electrical outlet is located. They ask you which way you want doors to swing. There's all sorts of things that you, when you walk into a home, you might dislike it, you know? But when you're deciding, it's. I think that was the part I was completely shocked when the electrician looked at me and was like, okay, so where do you want the switch to be? And how many lights are in here? And I'm like, well, what does the plan say? And then I'd go back to the plans and I'm like, but do I love that? So. I think mm. that was one of my big surprises. And then like layouts for rooms. And I've spoken to that before where the architect had drawn in some furniture and I was like, oh, this is kind of open, right? Because people change layouts of rooms, like, you know, where you put your sofa, where you're going to put the console um, in your dining room, you can kind of change layouts. And a lot of the rooms had the functionality to have a bed on two different walls, three different walls. So I was like, you know, I felt pretty good, but I didn't realize too, just some of the bed sizes drawn in the image were smaller mm. beds than I would have put in the space or smaller nightstands. So they're like, what you didn't, I just was like, oh, that's a little square. That's perfect. That's a night table. Not thinking like, oh, I do want a dresser or on either side of the bed or a desk and a side table. And I think that was the part where I, I learned after the fact that like, no, I should have really studied because we could have added two feet into that bedroom and made it so I can have exactly what I wanted. And now it's more like, now I got to find furniture to accommodate smaller dimensions versus more of like doing what I really think I would have wanted. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, so you see like a nightstand in the drawing, but maybe that nightstand is 18 inches mm -hmm. square, where in reality you would want something that was more like, you know, 24, 30 or mm -hmm. something. And like personally, yeah, big you lamp. You just don't and know what the dim, mm -hmm. the dimension is on the, when it's a little box. Yeah. And I just, again, it was one of those where I just safely assumed and moved on and I didn't really, and I think that was a really big uh, kind of lesson learned um, along the mm -hmm. way. And again, like I said, just the amount, or even when they, st they started to stain the banister, the wrong finish, just because the, the builder's assistant, assistant at the time somehow had, thought we picked a different one and the floors were already done and the banister was to match. And he, he had the guy start with this other, and I just happened to be there. And I was like, that's not the right, that's not the right finish. And he's like, no, it is. This is what you picked. And I was like, no, it's not. Um, so I think just being your own advocate and it, I mean, there's so many things in life we've realized are that way. Right. But having all of our finishes organized and designers have talked about this. Mm. We had all of our finishes on a spreadsheet. So I was able to look it up. Having all those trails of conversations mm. was so hard. Um, but keeping constant record of the decisions you're making, mm. I was just shocked how much I had to go back and look at like, okay, what did we, what finish did we pick? Or even when all the hardware came in, for all the different spaces and the different lighting. And we're like, well, where's this light for? Like you, mm -hmm. like 
and then where's this finish? Where's what paint is in this room? Uh, so I think there's mm-hmm. just a lot of organizational stuff too that I was. Uh, yeah. How did you keep shocked. track? Did you have a binder? Did you have electronic? Like, how did you keep track of it all? We we did have like one notebook we took every time we went to the house, and um, but as you know, with notebooks. They, you know, sometimes we were really good about writing down, sometimes we weren't. Um, I used my phone a lot for notes and took pictures a lot just to like, because that night, you know, you'd come kind of come back to it and be like, all right, what was I, I need to decide this and this tonight. Um, But the actual kind of trackers, we have an Excel sheet with all of our finishes and light fixtures. And that's how we were staying organized because the, another learning for us was that we had to choose. The comical part was of the scheme of a room, the first thing I had to pick was plumbing. And it was, I I don't know if that's true for everyone, but this was how it worked with us at the time. Plumbing fixtures were what were taking the longest lead time. And we had to pick those. So every bathroom and everywhere where there's a sink, so mudroom, kitchen, I the first thing I picked for hard fixtures staying in the home was were those. And it really was like, well, where do we want to put this finish versus this finish? And then do what do you want every bathroom to be the same? Or can the boys' bathrooms be, you know, different? Like what and I think it I was just overwhelmed at that point, realizing, well, we gotta, we gotta write this down. Like, cause I'm picking the plumbing fixture right now, but I'm not picking the lighting at this moment. So then I'm going to have to come back and pick the lighting to match. And so it became, you know, this, you know, there's, it was just a lot because I wasn't picking, oh, the boys' bathroom, like when you renovate a bathroom, right? Here we are doing this one bathroom. We're focused. Here's all the stuff. It was like so many rooms and you were picking the one thing for those rooms and then you had to make it all work. And I was just shocked that that's I don't know. I wasn't prepared enough for that. I should have had schemes for years on like, I had a lot of saves, like lots and lots of saves of favorite bathrooms. And that's how I kind of chose in the end was like all these pins and different things. So I was like, all right, these are all my favorite bathrooms. And we had a big Pinterest board. That was the other thing. David and I, would we like organized that by room and spaces, all our favorites. So I can, I can even show you guys, like we have like all our favorite outdoor homes like from the front, what like visually we're like, this is what we're going for. (laughs) So that helped a lot. So Pinterest and then a big old Excel file, or it was a Google doc Excel that we just um, spreadsheet that we put it in. So I can tell you a lot right now because it's all listed in there and I can get to it because it's on the, you know, online. Yeah. Spreadsheet or something digital seems nice because then, you know, if it's on your phone, I mean, if it's on everyone's phone, then like, if you go and David doesn't go or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, then you can all be looking at the same thing and you could share it with your builder. I think actually Karen talked about doing that with her project, having a spreadsheet and a um, a Pinterest board that she shared with her builder. Mm-hmm. I think she did that, too. I think so. It seems smart. It's, it's just nice, again, to continuously go in there, too. And then when you're specifically mm-hmm. searching for something, you can add those images in. Even when I was designing the ban- banisters, I was like, what's my favorite one? You know, and so I went and I was able to save it all and kind of put it together. Um, mm-hmm. But molding, too. God, so many things. Just so many decisions. <laughs> so let's go through, like, all of your favorites. What are your your 
favorite things mm. you did mm-hmm. or things that you felt like were most successful and you would do again? I love my bold color cabinets. I know they will go out, but I just love the amount, the punch that they allow. And I love it. Um, can't say enough about dimmers. So glad I did those throughout the home uh, on all the fixtures. Uh, we did one splurge chandelier for our dining room. And I'm still so happy we did that just because the room's not finished, but something about that just helps like just makes it feel like it's okay that the rest, like the dining chairs are taking their time and the walls are taking their time just because it's so beautiful. Um, I love the coffee bar I did, but I drink coffee every day. I love having that little pretty moment for me that I can shut away and um, make the kitchen look a little cleaner. Uh, I love that we did the herringbone pattern just in the entry of our home. We couldn't afford to do the boring like that throughout. So it was nice to kind of pick a special space and make that feel special. I love that. I love the, um, I love our new driveway. We made, we specifically designed that again, things you don't know you design, but say more, say more. What, you, what, what, do you, what, what is so great about your driveway? Well, well, we had just a straight to our garage on the left and, um, and it was a carport and then you kind of backed into the carport from how we used to have it. And we put with the best spacing we had, we were able to do a single car garage straight ahead. So it's still straight, but, um, we made it just wide enough that now we could have the double car garage and you can easily get in there. But the best part is you, we have two spots for guests and having the two spots in the front, I was worried it would be like, Oh, like it's going to look like a parking lot, but because it's not used daily, it's only used, you know, when people are staying overnight, but it's nice having, I think for guests too, to be able to, that feeling you're off the road, you're in the person's like personal space. And I think it just, um, I love that for just being able to drop things off, even Amazon and everyone else, people can be coming and going in the, in the, you know, like people don't have to get out of the way if you need to back out while the yard guy or vice versa. So, um, cause we're kind of on a curve on just a two lane, you know, neighborhood road. And so it gets tight and it's just so nice not to, you know, to have our own space. So that was like something simple, but like impacts you so many times a day. Um, that was a good one. Um, other spots I love. I love the pool. I'll probably say I hate it. Come summer, something will go wrong and I'll feel the opposite. But at the moment, we've enjoyed that. Um, Finishes and materials that you're ooh. happy with? Oh my gosh. My unlacquered brass is just getting so pretty. Love that. I do love the, we splurged on the hardware downstairs, and knobs and such, and did the unlacquered and or we did antique brass, excuse me, but it looks unlacquered. It um, can't tell you the name right here, but I can if anyone needs it. Um, but the hardware is beautiful and just kind of has a patina. And I'm so, this is in your kitchen. Uh, uh, sorry, this, oh, is, this door is door knob, hardware door knobs. Door, so I should have mm. said doorknobs. So all our doorknobs downstairs are beautiful, like real. And then our upstairs is a pack of twenty from Amazon, um, and they look like it. If you see it, they're shiny brass, nothing special feel, don't feel great. But the downstairs ones, I'm so glad just because again, it goes back to that textile, that feel every time you touch it mm-hmm. and you touch your doorknobs. Um, 
we did the codes on the side door in the garage. Love being able to not have my keys. Oh, Love that. Um, but I know that's a people feel differently about that. Um, finishes I love. I love my quartz countertops. I have not, I've gotten everything out so far, not had an issue. I should knock on wood, but like they have performed under heat. Um, we did the Thermador package in our kitchen so that we could panel, panel ready. They have a just, is what worked best for us. And they have a griddle and I love the griddle. We use the griddle all the time in the oven. I love that. And I love that you can't see my dishwasher and my fridge. I, I you know, I just love that there's more green in my kitchen. And mm-hmm. um, so that finish I've loved. Uh, upstairs, we did all the trim, a color, and we still haven't done wallpaper. We still haven't done window treatments, but it does get, it just gives it a fun, the upstairs feels fun without having decorated it yet, if that's the best way to put it. We still have- Oh, cause you painted the the like the, uh, wainscoting uh, sort of a blue color, right? Or is it a green? It's a shade of green. It's a, it's a bluey sage green color. Um, and we did all the window trim and the crown and the base molding. Um, and I, I do love it. Uh, the- that is a great idea because like you said, it just, it gives you so much personality with literally just paint and right. yeah, and some paneling. Yeah. And paneling's like pretty affordable. I, I still haven't done with just out of laziness, um, more art upstairs, but we still have so much to do downstairs. So I think that's probably why I've been like, well, we got to do downstairs before we can go upstairs. But um, it has added a, I feel like because I did that painting, it feels more done where even my living room, because it's all white for me personally, it doesn't feel done. It needs the mm. drapery because it's so white where for some people, they'd probably be very content, but it's a, that's a Terran problem per se. Are you happy with paint colors in general? Yes. I am very happy. I think when they first did the white outside, I was very scared, but I feel like now that the landscaping has started, things are, it just felt so big and so white, but Mm -hmm. um, I love, I still love my shutter and door color. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It's so pretty. It looks so good. Um, The finish I wasn't happy with, I think I've talked about that too, is my stone. Mm Mm-hmm. I picked the stone, just they didn't have that many options. And I didn't think about mm. it going with my warm undertones of my home. And it is a cold blue stone. It's gorgeous. It's just, in my opinion, very cold against the paint color we chose. Mm. Um, and that was a, just something I, I should have known. I just, I think because he had such little options, um, because we got all the stone for the house, which is just all the walkways and the back um, porch is all stone. We got it all from the pool guy. So that the guy doing the pool, because then it would all match. So all the stone around the pool. And so that all matches, which is mm-hmm. great. Because otherwise it could have been two different stones had we sourced it differently. So it's great. It's just, he didn't have that many options and I should have like asked more questions and compared it to the house white and but mm. lesson lesson learned i'm sure most people hopefully fingers crossed aren't like oh god <laughs> she chose that i'm stone. looking at a picture of it right now and i like it i mean i'm not i'm seeing it far away not up close but i mean you can judge it when i feel know. like it because of the uh the blue green like the sort of light green 
the touch fair. of blue door and shutters. I feel like it kind of ties it together. You know, I appreciate that. I think once the water table is completely covered in the mm. climbing fig, that little bit of green will help it all even out too. Yeah. Um, and then again, the climbing roses on the house. Um, we have these trellis. It has four trellis between windows downstairs, and we did the climbing buff beauty roses on it. And they still just, even this winter, everything is dead, but these roses that climbed up all summer are just like still sitting there beauty, like just beautiful. I love it. So that part, I've been very happy. It was a little detail the architect picked, honestly, because I was like, no, mm-hmm. I just want a plain box with shutters. And he was like, what if you do these like kind of trellis columns between the windows? And I was like, mm. but then once I thought about it, I was like, what if we put climbing plants on those? And it does, it helps that again, it's that visual, like cutting that big white box and giving it mm-hmm. that depth it needed, I think. Mm-hmm. I think, and Willow and I have talked about this before, just when we drive around, because we like to drive around too. But like, um, every house needs a little mystery, you know, and that can be mm-hmm. achieved in different ways. Maybe it's kind of set back from the house a little bit or the street a little bit. Maybe it, you know, kind of has an unusual, like, covered door or something. But I personally love like a kind of, little bit of an overgrown like mm-hmm. maybe something climbing up the side maybe you know some sort of more like organic looking plants or something but I feel like it just gives this like organic mysterious quality mm. to a house that it just feels inviting it's just charming yeah. I think you know Charm is I think the perfect word yeah well and, and then you know it's not new and I think mm-hmm. that's the part that again you you can't build it in right or you you can build it in with certain details but it will never be the old home unless you like right. work at it and then with time of course. it's like you never want it to be too perfect mm-hmm. you know if anything's too perfect it just feels uninviting to me yeah and so that the the climbing plants really give it this perfect imperfection mm-hmm. i think yeah I just don't want it to be like Karen's neighbor with the squirrels and the raccoons coming out of the top attic. No, no, no. <laughs> that was too organic. Yeah, I don't want it to be like, you know, Miss Haber. What is it, Miss Habersham's house or something? But um, so the fine line between yeah. right? the men, a little bit, a little bit mysterious, a little, a little bit, bit a little bit mysterious. Not Grey Gardens. We're good. Yes, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, I was going to say, what else did I? Okay. I was trying to think of what else. We had so many trials that, it, you know, different things where I was like, well, lesson learned. Like we even had one that, so, it, and for the funniest reasons too, I think is the funny part is that we had ordered three pairs of French doors for the back of our living room. So all open, so it's six doors that open up to our backyard. Now, and, and onto this porch area with the dining table. Well, the um, doors, when we ordered them, because on the plan, we had transoms above it because we wanted to get all this light into this room. So the doors came with the transoms attached. Well, the doors could not be warranted. Like they, the warranty wouldn't, would be whatever, null if you don't put an overhang over the doors 
because the doors can't just constantly get rain. You know, you have to have some bit of shelter. We went with the metal doors there because they stand up much longer than the than wooden doors, especially knowing that rain would hit them. But you have to have this itty bitty overhang. Well, in the plans, he didn't. The architect missed that detail, and there wasn't enough height uh, for us to do a transom and this overhang we needed outside the door to warranty the doors. So we essentially had to cut the, we luckily, luckily cut the transoms off the top of the each doors because the doors what were some of the things that took forever installed us because the doors and the windows taking so long to come in that they couldn't then shut and secure the home. So there was a lot they couldn't do until you can secure the home, but you have to have the doors ordered. So it was one of those things that to reorder those doors and the backlog we would have been in just from waiting on these, waiting for doors, waiting for doors. So um, we were able to luckily cut them off. So I have three transoms still in my basement, just sitting there, <laughs> three windows um, that we cut off. And so we kind of, again, I things I wouldn't have thought of, right? Like got to have an overhang there and it would just got missed. And so we have a little less light in there, but I mean, it's with those three big glass, there's glass in each of those doors. So it's, it's pretty bright in there. So I think we ended up okay, but that I learned that. Um. <laughs> yeah. What about, what about anything you would do differently? Mm. I wish I had heated the floor in my bathroom, but again, it's winter time. So <laughs> please, please know that all my, some of my opinions right now are different. Um, things I would do different. I definitely, again, I already told you I would have made the dining room a little bit bigger. I would have made our primary downstairs bigger. I don't, I was going to say, I love our outdoor space. So I'm not feeling very strong about that other than our stones, a little slippery for my liking when it gets wet. Um, I wish I had done your outleted towel warmer again. Talk about things I wish now that I'm closer. <laughs> there were a few things even, um, and somebody has talked about this, about how like our our main primary, or the primary bathroom we're using now in the mother-in-law suite as we're, but it's where we are. So I should call it primary probably. But the hooks, the place of the only place that our towel hooks worked when you're getting stepping out of the shower is the opposite way they did the door <laughs> of the shower. And so like, you have to like, you know, like just more exposure of the, you know, like to get your towel again, things that designers talk about often, how they've thought through that. I didn't, that I was like, now I've learned like, and then our downstairs showers, the same thing where I put the door, there's no place to hang your towel. So now it's like, I've got to solution like I've got to fix right like now I'm like well what solution do I put here is it a standing towel you know instead of just doing it properly from the beginning now I have to like problem solve um that was something else I learned can you I feel like there's designers that have done and not that this really helps but like integrated a hook or a bar into the glass oh I'm sure there is ah oh, a bench in all my big showers I love mm. that I love that the kids put their toys and sit there and different. Anyway, I have loved all that. We did mm -hmm. double shower heads on in those big showers and it heats up so fast and I love it. It's like a steam shower. Oh my gosh. I love that. See, I found another love. 
What about um you did you did black tile in your upstairs bathroom? Mm. How are you feeling about that? I love it. I love it. It does it really hasn't I was scared it was gonna show gross and it has like it's gone fantastic. Um Good. Yes, that one's that shower really worked out. And that's the shower that I fully enclosed in tile. It's like a box, like the ceiling has the tile as well. And so it gets really warm. I love it. So that one has been great. I love my mm-hmm. tub. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, I love having a big oh. tub and it has the pretty standing faucet next to it. You know, mm. I feel very luxurious yeah. sometimes. I am. I am. <laughs> I'm living, I'm living the dream. It's good to have mm-hmm. that moment. But we're like in a transitional phase toy-wise, and I, a lot of young parents will get that where like they're starting to do more play by themselves. So we're starting to talk about um, finishing the basement here just because there's a lot that you want to just shut away and not feel like you have to clean up. And if it's in your actual living space, there's a lot, you know, you spend a lot of time picking up and it would be mm-hmm. nice to let that mess hit a high and then circle back versus every day, like constantly pushing it back into um, and putting it away. But I guess there's mm-hmm. two ways of thinking there. You're either too lazy, Taryn, or it's just a, you know, or you could get rid mm-hmm. of things, but well, I do feel like there, and you know, this is just kind of like my memories of growing up. So maybe there's some sort of science to it that I don't haven't figured out yet. But I do feel like there, there's a there is a playroom that exists where people really the kids really do use it, and they really do go there, and they really do put their toys and play in it. I do feel like there are are sometimes a playroom that's like no one ever goes into and no one ever yeah, actually it isn't utilized. plays in. Like, yeah. did you ever have those friends where like they had a playroom, but like I never, it was like a no man's land. Like I never actually went in there. I don't know. There was if some of my friends, maybe it's like the location of where the playroom was. I'm not sure. But, There's gotta yeah. be. And I mean, between type of child, what's in there and how often mm-hmm. they're home, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. I don't know. We just took over everything. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I. <laughs> well, we would like a space where it could be a little just. Uh, we're now having friends over and having a little bit of that, um, you know. Yeah. Sure, sure. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't question wanting to have it. I guess I'm just curious, like, is there a, is there a rhyme or reason to why some playrooms really get used and why some just sort of. That's a great end up yeah, not ever. being. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Am no. I the only person that felt like no. some people had a playroom that never got played in? We need to have somebody on. Yeah, who's a playroom expert? Ooh. Oh, although I did have a, a neighbor once talk about this. Is totally getting off topic. <laughs> but I did have a playroom or, or a neighbor once talk about how she thought that it was that if the playroom was too messy, her kids would never go in there. If the playroom stayed like moderately clean, they would actually use it. But like once it got too well, messy, that's fair. it was off putting. Mm. I mean, but that's then all it of defeated us, the, right? Right. But then it defeated the perk. She's like, I still don't want to clean the playroom. Yeah. No. But I want you to go in there. But then how am I going to get you to clean the playroom? Yes, that no. is a that is a it's circle. A <laughs> Uh, I know. So do you think that you'll redo the basement and make it a playroom? So we never finished the basement. 
that was not the size of house we have for the amount of people we have is more than plenty. So we really didn't need to, but um, we have kind of, we have a room, we, between having kind of like a storm room, meaning like a bedroom down there that like we could sleep in for like storm um, or having kids play down there. And then we have the gym, we have a little space for a gym down there and David's bought some equipment, but like, again, it's just, it's just framing and, you know, and the floor being (laughs) just one big slab. So um, yeah, we're in a bathroom, excuse me. And we want to finish the bathroom down there. Cause again, just, Hey, hurricane season or whatever, let's sleep, go sleep in the basement and there's a bathroom down there and we're all good. Um, So we never finished it. We started each of this, but we never finished it. So we're, Mm -hmm. we're looking at, that's one of our 2024 kind of goals is to finish that out and have that space. Um, So we'll see, but yes, we're finishing it now. Hopefully anything else you wish you had not necessarily done differently, but maybe like done to like anything in the planning stage that you wish you had done to make, I don't know, the building that you could have done to make the building stage easier or I don't know. For me, it would have been a lot more research before is really, I think just having as many ducks in a row as possible for planning purposes, because a lot, you know, gets thrown at you right away and so many decisions. And even if you're using a designer, yes, they'll help you, but there's just every detail is, you know, very important to how you use the space. And really, again, not only thinking through the space, but what it, what do you want this room to do? So there's the function and then the beauty part of it, and just really making sure they, that you get what you want. And I wish I just looked at even plumbing fixtures in advance, right? Cause it kind of was like, we went like once. And then the next time we went, we were picking and choosing so many multiple bathrooms and, um, really had I thought about, and had I visit more than just that, but also the tile store and seen all the different hardwoods. Cause even how the hardwood stain reacts with the colors on your walls. And there's, I think that's why designers are so good is they've been doing this and they have all those samples and they have them all together. And that was something that I was, I was frustrated by because I don't have any samples. I'd have to go and like, see, sometimes I'd get samples and be able to put them next to each other, but you know, that's, it it wasn't at my fingertips. And so it became just a process of trying to get what it act like physically see it in person, because you're just choosing a lot, you know, so much and not seeing it before. Um, So definitely having your plan for the rooms. I just, I really thought I'd get to just, you know, you walk into a new home or a home you're buying and you're re-envisioning what the room looks like, but you have your box. And in this case, you don't have your box. So you really are, you have to have more vision than I thought, I think is what I'm saying. Cause I just was like, well, we'll build the box and then we'll decorate it. But you're like, no, I could have had it perfect. Like I, if I had known I wanted specific, this wallpaper here or, and maybe not that you don't have to be that far in, but just being a little, have it, had I put in like two more months of actual work organizing, like this is what this bathroom looks like. This is my vision. It would have made all those decisions, I think, a little bit easier. So, well, you just don't know what you don't know, right? But then 
Taryn, you're so amazing for having made all of these decisions and you have so much more experience just as a product designer than I think most too for an understanding of fixtures and an understanding of scale and proportions and stuff like that. So. Oh my gosh. Your house looks amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It, it, it turned out so, so beautifully. I mean, well, thank you. You're really, you're really just nitpicking at this point, which is totally fair, <laughs> yeah. as you should. And that's what we asked yeah. you to do for this episode. <laughs> but you know, just pointing out that like it still turned out beautifully, and no one would know that you feel like these would are mistakes. Mm-hmm. But it is. I do think, it, like, I find it fascinating, and would totally. I mean, if I was building a house, I would come back and listen to this episode just to kind of, you know, make a little bullet list of like oh okay these are things because yeah um you know things like the transoms or mm-hmm. where the outlet goes or you know all of that that's yeah oh or even i will say picking the plumbing i think yeah. god like the faucet is absolutely one of the last things i would really i wish that was my biggest like shock care about yes yeah. was the fact that i was like wait i just decided what this bathroom not totally look like but i just decided a main vibe, right? right? Like the shape, right? Like if it was a very turned ornate, then I'm like, well, now this bathroom feels more like luxury. Mm-hmm. That part was, again, just the most like, wait, I picked, yeah, I I was shocked by that. Um, mm-hmm. Especially looking back, I just never would have thought that would have such, so much weight. Um, and I do, I will say my kitchen, I love it. I love it. And I love having, oh, another, having two laundry rooms. So like mm-hmm. taking your time to like plan your, the spaces you know have to function is huge, huge. Um, so really, really function, keeping that in mind of how you, how you know you live, which every designer has said to how you want, but also how you do, because mm-hmm. you know who you are. And in a sense, avoiding, I know I did more cabinets closed versus like, I think I've talked about how these beautiful lockers by the back door that are always beautifully manicured, even in our catalog, you know, here's your pretty little hat in your bag that's monogrammed and your dog leash so perfectly. When we know the reality is 18 sets of shoes that are stacked on top of each other and like a random pack stack of mail. So for me doing the closed lockers and and the drawers for the shoes so like mine there mine's all closed in i've loved so far because my back mm-hmm. entry always looks clean just because but if you open the cabinet <laughs> you know yeah. it's it can be chaos in there but you don't know it and i i will say the amount of closed storage for me and my how i function i i've loved mm-hmm. that it's just made it so i don't visually have to see too much mm-hmm. or whatever and i've been able to organize what about like the main kind of living areas like the layouts and whatnot like i know you had you mentioned you liked the um the kitchen you're happy with how what about like your breakfast room and like mm. your little sunroom and um oh, i love my breakfast and your room. main living area mm. my little breakfast room sun it, it's all windows on two sides big windows i love it i love the way it looks from the outside we did the big dome Bodie light that's ballard's over just an old 1960s table and chairs and it's it's so modern and the chairs are so and the way it lights warm from the outside and we have the good dimmers in there and some sconces i just love the way it looks when you're pulling up and the lights on there 
And I mm-hmm. love how we can look out at the street and have dinner and see everyone in the evening and stuff too. So I've loved that. What else? Oh, living room I have loved because we've been able to do the sofas in a um, facing each other with two chairs at the end, looking at towards the fireplace. And we've also been able to do uh, a little corner with the two sofas. Like an L shape. Mm-hmm. So we've had it. We've been able to do different layouts in the space. It's mm-hmm. wide enough, and so I have appreciated being able to kind of. I've changed it up. I haven't. I haven't chosen a favorite layout yet for in there, but I did not again utilize enough where the layout would be, and measure off for where the outlets are in the floor. So I did like mm-hmm. a general instead of being more specific, because the you know I'm standing there with the electrician. He's like, so like here, and I was like, uh, uh, sh- yeah. I mean that looks about right. And so I have one outlet that is not, because they're not perfectly flush, they're metal, you know? So it's like mm-hmm. a little metal plate and it's like right outside where the rug covers. So it's just like this one, mm-hmm. me- you know, like metal plate in the middle of kind of where you walk. Again, would mm-hmm. anyone notice but me? Probably not that many, but it's one of those annoying things that I I had control over. And because I just was like, oh, I think that's fine. Instead of being like, no, let's measure my sofa's this big. Like I'll probably put a table here and here. So, so I think you really just have to like know every dimension you possibly can. It's so crucial. And again, I should have said, hold on, I need a minute. I need to look at the plan. I need to think about this. But I was so like, mm-hmm. okay, like wanting it to end. Cause I walked with the electrician for four hours planning every outlet. And we still had to have him come back. Cause there are places that I missed. You know, like mm. I was like, oh, no, because he would be like, well, do you want to switch for certain rooms? He's like, do you want to switch in your kitchen over here and over here for this one light here? Or do you want and you're like, wait, I'm coming in with groceries from this corner. You know, like I'm trying to like act it out with four people staring at me of like deciding. And I'm like, yeah, waiting like, on you. Yeah. And so I think it was a lot of like, oh, my God, is this the right decision? We're like on the back. Is that, yeah. is that something that like it's in the architect's plan? But the problem is if you make too many changes from the architect's plan, that was a learning too, is like the original plans for us. Now everyone's probably different, but the original plan stayed in the box. And so sometimes another contractor, one of the subcons would come in and read the original plan versus the things we had changed. And then if the builder wasn't there to communicate it and we weren't there to communicate, no, no, we changed that. We changed that. And it was still on what they thought was the guide. And I think that's where Hmm. I go back to like the plans from the architect. You have to say that is it. Like you need to feel like this is perfect because anything you don't love in those plans is going to go awry. Because once you like change it, if the the Mm. architect's plans aren't, and which ours, we just, we didn't go back and get the changes from the architect. So it just became a he said, she said, and there was a lot that went wrong because of that. So you, you, so yeah, the architect finished his final plans, Mm -hmm. something changed, but you never went back Mm -hmm. to the architect and said, will you redraw this and print, you know, get us the new set. Right. So, yeah. So the electrical plan was what the architect drew. And when we were going over those drawings, I was like, do we really need to look at it that much? And like, yes, yes, I did. Cause he had like Mm. 14 can lights in every room and I would have never, you know, wanted that. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Okay, that that's yeah, that's that's a big one. I forgot to say that because electrical plan. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like as long as the sconces and chandeliers are where I want them, and that's just not you know. It, it really was like, I'm going to put a bed on this wall. I'm going to want to put two nightstands. There needs to be one on each side. I want to have wire in the wall for maybe sconces above this one day. Because now so do you, you can put extra, they'll put extra wiring where you think you might want a sconce. So then they just have mm-hmm. to like hole and punch a hole mm-hmm. in the wall. Yeah. So do you wish that you had literally laid out basically your entire furniture plan? Yes. I wish in I In a had. sense, it's kind of what you sound. Yeah. I think because I just, I know financially decorating wouldn't happen. It would be a slow trickle. There's no, sure. I'm, I, you know, unless using a decorator that's going to finish your room, I just, I thought I'd have more time to kind of like, but having that kind of plan, which we've all talked about is like, you know, really knowing you want an eight seater dining table. So, you know, it's going to fit eight seats. So what's the general size of that? Okay. I know I want to put a leaf in because we have 12 people coming to the XYZ dinner. So like, I need to have that width. I need to have, you know, so really, really that part, I just didn't think would affect it as much. Yeah. Like I want a king bed and I want a 32, 36 Mm -hmm. inch nightstands. So even if you're not buying and installing those all the furniture you want to at least know your dimensions. what you're gonna have mm-hmm. eventually mm-hmm. even if you're not gonna do it right away yes that makes total sense yeah but i i totally see how that i mean that yeah that's you have so many decisions to make that the task of going through and actually picking furniture and laying that furniture that out time, and plan feels not. so daunting oh yeah 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 and I think that's where that was a big miss for me. I was so overwhelmed at that point with every just there's just so many details that I didn't even mm-hmm. get there. I you know, you're just making sure the fridge is where you want it, right? And like mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. So I that was my probably yeah, one of my bigger regrets is just not realizing the impact that would have. Now overall it's worked out just fine. Like I found furniture you know, in some spaces that is a little smaller than I kind of would love to have, which is sad because I, I got to do whatever I wanted. Right. So like, that's the part that's kind of frustrating is it, it was just a me not right. Not wanting to plan. Cause I was overwhelmed. So. Yeah. Well, what is, what do you, is there, what do you feel like you have next? You mentioned working on the basement. Um, I know there's some decorating projects you've kind of alluded mm-hmm. to, but what is sort of like next in your list of things to do, uh, if anything? Yeah, I feel like this fall we did a lot of landscaping fill in because um, we have some big beds in the back that we needed to fill in and some stuff up front. Um, and now it needs to grow, but that's a different story. Um, my my office is still a big old white box, and so I need something going in there. Um I did tell you about how I painted the trim from the house. That was good. Um, the inside trim is starting to settle like this winter. Fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been like over a year. It gets cold mm-hmm. and it, the and it can talk like, mm-hmm. yeah. So we're just, David and I were just looking around and he was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, you can see the white from like where the paint and the molding <laughs> separated. And I was like, can't wait for touch up time. But um, so we'll probably do a little bit of that, but we're still missing a lot of drapes, a lot of art. Um, you know, mm-hmm. just drapery and um, window coverings are so um, 
they're an investment and you really need to love what you put up in a lot of cases. So um, for me, that's one of our big one. And then finishing out the basement so that we can have a proper gym area for when it is cold like this and having that bathroom down there and just an extra space for birthday mm-hmm. parties or anything that needs to happen. But my biggest one that I told you is on my 2024 list that all of you I have been like talking about for over a year now is my dining room. I gotta, I need to get, I need to get the cushions made this year. I'm hoping for the dining chairs and paint the mural. So on that note, Benjamin Moore is having 50% off their paint samples these past two weeks or week. I bought over 20 little paint samples because they were on sale. And now that I have the paint, there is no more excuses other than do I need to buy a paintbrush? But um, I'm going to I'm going to force myself to do it. So this is like your actual mural. Mm -hmm. I'm going to paint a mural in my dining room (sighs) and you guys will see it and hear about it because I'm sure I'm going to learn something between sanding it off after it looks terrible or um, I don't know. know. I'm going to end up having to call somebody to help me if it's not, but I'm, I, I have faith. I've been studying the books, Gournay and (laughs) everyone else. So fingers crossed, Gracie wallpaper. She's going to hire me once I'm done. It's going to be so good, but I'll let you guys know. So yeah, just buy like a couple audio books or like, Mm -hmm. you know, something. I was going to say, it's going to be my hobby for, I still have two small children. So having paint cans out will not be okay. So it will have to be my evening, like post bedtime. Mm-hmm. So it will, it, I am sure it will take a few months, but I'm also, it's not as big a space as I thought guys. Last note was just, there's really only two walls because the other wall has a big painting that Caroline's mm-hmm. husband did for me. And then it has drapery. And then the other mm-hmm. wall is all drapery and windows. So it really is two walls really and Mm -hmm. one has a big arch in it so it's the big opening to the dining room so it's really just like two Mm -hmm. sides of that and then one big flat wall so stay tuned but but you're gonna paint something in between the windows but it just it's not a lot of you just won't see it like the drapery pretty much covers it so yeah i'll I'll do something are you gonna keep the purple trim the purple ribbon trim trim? for now unless i ruin it while i'm painting but yes I think I'm going to keep it. Love it. We'll see. Oh, so you're awesome. happy with the background color? With my purple? With the background purple, yes. Like the main. Yeah. I'm still yeah. I'm still in a lavender haze for sure. That's I'm awesome. I'm loving oh, it. Oh, you need to, yeah, you need to listen to that um, album while you're- Perfect. While you're painting. <laughs> <laughs> Just inspired by Taylor. Um, but yeah. no, I'm still, I think with the yellow cabinet, I'm still in my- rug has the sages in it and the purple mm-hmm. it's going to be so I, I actually picked all the paint colors based off I used the paint chip to compare it tonally and then I used the rug to pick up some of the colors off the rug so stay tuned <laughs> I'm so yes I'm going to do it everyone I do it. told everyone here so they now have to now hopefully they're going to bother me enough to make me do it I mean, here's the thing. What's the worst that can happen? You hate it, and then you're paying over it. It's just my time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, 
Thank you, guys. I was going to say time is free, but we but no, that's not true. So. <laughs> but, you know. Yep. So just more decorating mostly, and I'm I'm grateful for that. So I'll just continue to decorate and post about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sharing all of that with us and sort of debriefing us, because I do feel like, you know, it's actually wild to me that you've been moved in for over a year. I was thinking like, oh, like she just moved oh, in. Oh, time's wait. gone really quickly. So wait, I went to last year's Halloween party. <laughs> there. That was 22's Halloween party. It's, so yeah. it's been done at least a mm, year. Yeah. I think that's the part that's you realize, I'm like, God, I need to get on some stuff, right? Because you're like, <laughs> for a while, you're like, I just moved in. And then you're like, nope, I didn't just move in. <laughs> I'm just lazy. <laughs> no, you had, you have, you have, you know. You have a lot on your plate, even without a huge house project, just like raising two kids and having a full-time job. Mm. So, Well, thank you for sharing us. Um, I'm going to direct everyone to the Schwartz House Instagram page if they would like to see photos or probably ask you questions. Mm -hmm. And I will try to post better as I do my, some more decorating, but right now I have nothing Mm -hmm. to show you guys. So (laughs) nothing of interest. But hopefully coming up. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. Right. Thanks, Taryn. Thank you. Best of luck, everyone. All right. And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time. Happy, Happy decorating! decorating.